gonna be a busy day today. We've got some patients waiting to come into the ICU. We are seeing roughly 56,000 uh, new cases just in the last 14 days. I had a fever for almost 14 days and, and I couldn't breathe. I was always very careful from the start because even though I might not have been at risk because I'm healthy and young, I always thought about my grandparents. Young, healthy, and still sent to the hospital by COVID-19. Welcome to our ABC 10 News Coronavirus Impact Podcast. I'm Ben Higgins, and we're looking at the different ways the ongoing pandemic is having an effect on our community. In just a few moments, we'll get a firsthand account of a San Diego woman in her mid-20s who stayed at home, practiced social distancing, and still had to fight off a nasty case of COVID-19 as infection rates rise among people under 40. But first, here are some of the top coronavirus headlines for Thursday, June 25th. <music> County Supervisor Nathan Fletcher and his wife, State Assemblywoman Lorena Gonzalez, are entering a two-week quarantine. In a tweet, Fletcher says they both came in close contact with someone who was tested positive for COVID-19. Fletcher says they tested negative, but as per public health guidance, they will be quarantining themselves for 14 days. This comes on the same day that San Diego reported a county record of 335 new cases of COVID-19. Governor Gavin Newsom says there are more troubling signs about the spread of coronavirus. Today, he revealed that hospitalizations and the number of people needing the ICU are going up. Newsom says California has had some success compared to other states because of steps like wearing masks and social distancing. We were able to mitigate that curve and we never experienced uh, that sharp increase. Uh, but what we did do is we pushed out, uh, because of these innovations, uh, the growth of that curve, but more modestly, so that we had time to develop more capacity in our hospital system, more capacity uh, to provide the protective gear uh, that has become so important in terms of reopening our economy. Governor Newsom says they're working with 11 counties that are struggling to contain coronavirus. That includes two of the three bordering San Diego, Imperial County, and Riverside County. The Centers for Disease Control predicts the U.S. could hit 150,000 coronavirus deaths by July 18th. And as ABC's Renna Roy reports, some states are now reinstituting strict measures to help stop the spread of the virus. At least 29 states now facing an uphill battle against the deadly coronavirus, seeing a rise in cases. Texas pausing its next phases of reopening. The governor also issuing an executive order to suspend elective surgeries in multiple areas, including Dallas, to free up hospital beds. It's going to be a busy day today. We've got some patients waiting to come into the ICU. In Arizona, 85% of ICU beds are full. Mississippi reporting limited to no ICU capacity. Hospitalizations now increasing in at least 23 states. Quest Diagnostics says testing capacity is also strained. Demand for testing growing roughly 50% over the past three weeks as the virus spreads across the country. Young people are also increasingly testing positive. The governor of Florida vowing to crack down on crowded bars as the state sees rapid transmission in the 18 to 40 age group. My biggest concern is that these young people will go home uh, and transmit it either to their parents or their grandparents. Rena Roy, ABC News, New York. Meanwhile, today the CDC said the actual number of coronavirus cases in the U.S. is likely 10 times higher than the number reported. It also removed age as a risk factor for severe illness, 
The CDC simply says the risk increases steadily as you age. Doctors are coming to the defense of San Diego's public health officer, Dr. Wilma Wooten. Wooten has reportedly been threatened for not reopening more of our economy and for requiring San Diegans to wear masks. During public comment at Tuesday's Board of Supervisors meeting, one woman who complained about Wooten revealed her home address. The San Diego County Medical Society is blasting the Board of Supervisors for failing to speak up and defend Dr. Wooten. It is critical that we support our public health officers to do their job. Um, what we have seen across the country is that our um, physicians, who are, whose job it is to protect public health, uh, are under attack. The county removed Dr. Wooten's address when they posted the video later. Today, Supervisors Desmond, Cox, and Fletcher gave ABC 10 News interviews or statements supporting Dr. Wooten. Supervisor Gaspar says she empathizes with Wooten and calls on personal attacks to stop. Nathan Fletcher wrote in part, Dr. Wooten is one of the hardest working public servants that I've encountered in my time working in government, and she has earned and deserves our respect. Coronavirus also continues to make the economy sick. The Department of Labor announced another million and a half Americans filed for unemployment in the last week. There are now close to 20 million people out of work, and companies are hurting too. Chuck E. Cheese's parent company has filed for bankruptcy, joining other big names including JCPenney, GNC, and J. Crew. Still, the White House economic advisor says the economy as a whole won't shut down. The economy is not going to be closed down again. Uh, there may be certain places where there is. That's up to the local authorities. The International Monetary Fund is predicting the U.S. economy this year will shrink by 8%. As Congress debates a potential second round of stimulus payments to Americans, it's possible those payments could look much different than the first time. The first payments of $1,200 went to Americans earning less than $99,000 a year. But some economists say the second round should be much more targeted. Specifically, they say the payments, in whatever form they take, should go to low-income households or people who suffered a major loss in their income. Economists also recommend extending unemployment benefits. Right now, Americans on unemployment are receiving an extra $600 a week, but that extra money expires at the end of July. The IRS now asking inmates to return stimulus money, saying it was a mistake. The agency says several inmates received checks when they shouldn't have. Happened in cases of people who filed a 2018 tax return but were later incarcerated. The IRS says they caught it early and asked state officials to intercept the money, but that a lot of it still got to prisoners. Back in April, many people reported deceased loved ones receiving checks as well. Legal experts say the IRS can't legally make the inmates return the checks. The San Diego Food Bank is launching a new program to help families get the help they need during the pandemic. Here's ABC 10 News reporter Marie Coronel. At a news conference with mayors from San Diego, Chula Vista and Escondido, the San Diego Food Bank announced the kickoff of their Super Pantries program, where they have partnered with 35 pre-selected organizations. Instead of holding the mass distribution food events they've done in the past, they will now focus on providing these organizations with food and supplies. Now these more grassroots approach in their own community, they can come and get the food they need with complete dignity. Each organization will also get a check for $20,000. These super pantries will begin serving families starting July 1st. From Mira Mesa, Marie Cornell, ABC 10 News. COVID-19 numbers are on the rise across the country and the group with the highest increase in positive cases are people between the age of 20 and 39. And joining me today on the podcast, a San Diegan who was recently diagnosed as COVID-19 positive, Rachel Lackner, is with me. Rachel, I'm sorry about your diagnosis, but I appreciate you uh, spending some time with us. How are you feeling? 
Um, you know, today my symptoms actually started to improve. So I'm doing a little bit better. So when the first pandemic started, um, being someone who wasn't, you know, obviously in the, the older risk group, what did you think about, uh, you know, coronavirus and everything you were hearing? You know, I thought it was pretty crazy. Everything had just our whole city shut down. The state was shutting down. Um, businesses were closing for it. Um, but, you know, I was always very careful from the start because even though I might not have been at risk because I'm healthy and young, I always thought about my grandparents. Um, and if I were to go see them, would I give it to them? Or could I be infected somebody else's grandparents, even if I don't get sick? Um, so I was very careful. Um, and I have been throughout you know, the past few months, only going to the grocery store about once a week and wearing a mask and washing my hands a lot. Um, but I never thought that I would actually get it. <laughs> so when, when did you learn that you had it? Did you have symptoms and then go get a test? What was the process like? Yeah, so it's actually kind of crazy. I went in, um, it would have been June 5th, to go talk to somebody who I'm going to be starting to work with. Um, and unfortunately, at the time, he didn't know it, but he was positive. Um, and he found out over the weekend when he went and got tested. Um, and so June 8th, I went into a one of the drive-through kind of COVID-19 rapid testing clinics downtown and got a rapid 20-minute test, you know, get your results in like 15, 20 minutes. And my test came back negative. So um, I didn't really think anything of it. And I went about my rest of the week, things as normal. And then June 14th, that night, it would have been the following Sunday night, um, I started getting a fever and started feeling pretty sick. So I went to bed early. I thought I would wake up in the morning fine. And then June 15th, I woke up and just felt like I had a horrible flu. So I went, called my doctor's office and they told me to come in to their doctor, to go to my doctor's office um, to get a test. And so I had to stay in my car for that as well and just go into the parking garage and sit, wait for them to come out and bring me a test. So then my positive results um, would have come in on June 17th. Now, um, being someone in the younger age group, um, obviously you said you, you got it while you were discussing a new job. Do you, do any of your friends like have it or is this rare? Do you not know many people who do have it? I don't know anybody else in my age range who have it. Um, I haven't really heard of a lot of young people close to my age who have been getting it. So I was surprised by that and I was just, you know, didn't really think I would get it anyways. It's just kind of a shock, I guess. What was the uh, progression then after you went, you obviously were feeling terrible, feverish, you went and you got your test and it came back positive. Uh, what did doctors tell you? What did they advise you? Obviously, uh, to quarantine yourself and stay away from other people, but in terms of taking care of yourself and trying to feel better, what was that like? Um, I unfortunately had to go into urgent care um, one day because I started getting super dizzy and lightheaded. Um, they told me, you know, there wasn't really anything I could do um, throughout my COVID um, pro progression. Just stay at home, self-isolate, drink a lot of water, a lot of Gatorade, lots of fluids, um, and just monitor your symptoms. So one day I had to go into urgent care, um, and it wasn't really my actual doctor's urgent care. They kind of have tents set up in the parking garage for people who are COVID positive. So um, I went and back to my doctor's office and had to get an IV um, because I've been had because I had such a high fever for so many days. Um, I, I was dehydrated and um, I had really low blood sugar because I had been so nauseous 
for a week at that point. Um, I just hadn't been eating a whole lot. So I got an IV and they kind of sent me on my way, told me to continue drinking and um, just resting as much as I could. And then a couple of days later, I had to go to the hospital. Actually, they told me to go to the emergency room. Um, my fever was, just went way up and my chest started hurting when I was coughing. So they told me to go into the emergency room and I had x-rays and everything done. And I was only there for a few hours, but um, yeah, they kind of just progressed and some of the weirdest symptoms too. So it's been really different, I guess. Rachel, I, I mean, thank you for sharing your story. Given your experience um, and, and knowing that there are some young people who say, hey, you know, if I get this, most most people my age recover from it. A lot of people don't have symptoms at all, and and they don't seem to take it as seriously enough. What would be your message to other people out there? Um, I guess my message would be that you should take it seriously. Anybody can get it. I'm young and healthy and live by myself and have, you know, have been grateful to have people drop my groceries off and everything for me, but not everyone can do that. And so, I think that, you know, this is very, it's still very serious. People are still getting sick. People are still dying. Um, and even if you don't know you have it at the time, you can still pass it on to somebody without even knowing it. So just make sure to wash your hands, wear a mask, and just follow, you know, what the scientists and doctors are telling you to do because anyone can really get it. And you can accidentally to give, give it to anyone as well, whether it be your neighbors or your boyfriend or girlfriend or your parents. Without even knowing it, you can give it to someone. So everyone still really needs to be careful. First-hand information, uh, Rachel Lackner, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, absolutely, Ben. We're also seeing more good news as the process of rebounding from the pandemic continues. The historic Hotel Del Coronado reopens tomorrow. This was the first closure in the hotel's 132-year history. The Dell will reopen with limited amenities and reduced occupancy. In addition, employees and guests will be required to wear facial coverings in public areas. The hotel's main pool and cabana guest rooms will remain closed until at least July 19th. San Diego still faces a long road to recovery, even after the pandemic subsides. ABC 10 News is committed to helping San Diegans rebound from the turmoil created by the coronavirus. Getting back on our feet, finding jobs, resources, and creative solutions to rebuild. Together, we'll find a way. For stories and more information on how we bounce back, go to 10news.com rebound. That's all for today. I'm Ben Higgins.